Good morning. Um, uh, uh, we might just pray quickly just before we start. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray uh, as I talk today, uh, Lord, that we can submit ourselves humbly uh, to your word uh, and that you can work uh, through me uh, to, to each reach each of our hearts. Uh, Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. Have you ever had a problem uh, and thought you had the solution only to find out that it, wasn't, it didn't work out that well for you? Uh, it's a bit like using a band-aid for a bullet wound. It's a, it's a hopeless and fatal mistake to make. Uh, Israel was a people chosen to be God's nation, and as we'll see in 1 Samuel 8, the people of Israel had a problem and thought that they had the solution. However, their solution was insufficient and inappropriate to fix the problem. Uh, just to help you understand where the events of 1 Samuel 8 are in terms of time and where uh, in the history of the Bible they take place, uh, I'll give you a bit of context. Uh, Israel had various leaders uh, called judges to lead them. Uh, Under these judges, the Israelites displayed a pattern of turning away from God. Uh, Then they'd become oppressed uh, by the other nations uh, and Israel would then cry out to God uh, and God would then send a judge to help rescue God's people. Uh, And as long as that judge lived, uh, Israel lived well. Uh, But not long after the judge had died, uh, Israel would turn away from God and it would all happen again and again. Then uh, we come to a time when Israel has a judge named Samuel. Uh, So in 1 Samuel 8, uh, it is at the end of the time of uh, Samuel being the judge of Israel. Uh, And at the beginning of uh, 1 Samuel 8, uh, starting at verse 1, uh, we see Samuel is getting old. And so he appoints his two sons, Joel and Abijah, to be judges over Israel. Uh, There is, however, a problem. Uh, in verse 3, but his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. Uh, Joel and Abijah were corrupt and unfit to be judges over Israel. So the elders of Israel, recognizing a problem with the leadership, gathered together and met with Samuel, saying in verse 5, You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us like all the other nations have. The elders of Israel recognized the problem. Uh, however, went about solving the problem in the wrong way. Uh, I have three points which will help uh, us to see uh, how Israel went wrong. Uh, firstly, uh, Israel rejects God's counsel. Uh, secondly, Israel rejects God's purpose. Uh, and finally, Israel rejects God's rule. Uh, so let's start with how Israel got it wrong by ignoring God's counsel. Uh, look, let, let's look at uh, verse 6. Uh, but they said, give us a king to lead us. Uh, This displeased Samuel, so he prayed to the Lord. So Israel, having already made up their minds, asked for a king. There's no sort of discussion about should we have a king, should we not have a king. Uh, There doesn't appear to be any input from God. Uh, They don't come to Samuel asking what to do, and they don't ask God what to do. They just come and they just want to know who that king will be. Uh, they've decided that the solution will be having a king of their own choosing. Uh, Their behaviour is contrasted to Samuel's, uh, who sees that the solution to the problem is not sufficient uh, and that it won't work. Uh, So let's look at what Samuel does. Uh, At the end of verse 6, this displeased Samuel, so he prayed to the Lord. Uh, Samuel relies on God for the solution, not himself. Uh, So Israel rejects God's counsel uh, by trusting in their own understanding to provide their solution uh, uh, rather than asking God. Uh, This isn't the only example of Israel rejecting God's counsel in 1 Samuel 8. Uh, In the Lord's response to Samuel's prayer, uh, looking at verse 9, 
now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king will, who will reign over them will do. Samuel then warns the people uh, of what the king will be like. Uh, verses 11 to 18 contain this uh, warning uh, and warn of a king who will take sons and daughters and make them work for him. They will take the best of the fields, uh, vineyards and olive groves. They will take a tenth of the people's grain, their wine and their flocks. Uh, he will take the people's manservants and maidservants. Uh, he will take the best of the people's cattle and donkeys. Uh, and from uh, in verse 17, we even see that he will enslave these people. Uh, so there's nothing really good said about uh, this king that's going to rule over Israel. Uh, it just appears that the king will take and take and take, uh, and they will press God's people. Uh, further than this, when a king makes them slaves, uh, God says uh, in verse 18, uh, When that day comes, you will cry out for relief. For when from the king you have chosen, and the Lord will not answer you in that day. Uh, so it seems that if Israel chooses a king, uh, not only will it be bad for them uh, in terms of the kind of king that they will have, uh, but unlike when they were oppressed and God sent a judge, it appears as if God will not listen to them when they're being oppressed this time. Uh, the solution will actually make the problem worse. Uh, it's a bit like using petrol to put out a fire. It seems like it might be a good, uh, good solution. Uh, you know, petrol sort of looks like water. It looks like a liquid. Uh, and at first glance, you know, let, let's just chuck it on. Um, but that just makes the problem a lot worse. Uh, so despite a solemn warning, uh, look how the Israelites respond in verse 19. Uh, but the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and go out to battle before us. Uh, here we see a stubborn people who choose to reject God's counsel. Uh, there is relevance for us in 1 Samuel 8. We often look for solutions to our problems in the wrong places uh, and so find the wrong solutions. The world around us tells us how to live our lives and we, are all, and we all too often listen to what the world says. Uh, but the world offers us hopeless and insufficient solutions that are often, that are often not helpful. Uh, we ought to listen to God. We ought to ask him for his guidance uh, and advice because only God has the wisdom uh, to help us live in the most beneficial way. Uh, so let us submit ourselves to God's counsel. Uh, moving on to the second point, uh, Israel rejects God's plan. Uh, so God had promised uh, earlier in the, the Old Testament uh, that just after Israel uh, was rescued from oppression in Egypt, uh, that Israel would be a holy nation, uh, a special treasure uh, and a living proclamation of God. Uh, Israel was meant to be different from the other nations uh, so that the other nations could see that they were different and sort of wonder what's different about them and that they could sort of lead them to God. Um, in 1 Samuel 8, however, we see that Israel is rejecting the purpose that God had for them uh, in their desire to have a king over them, just like all the other nations. Uh, they wanted to be more like the other nations rather than be more like God had told them to be, uh, to be holy. Um, so 
that they uh, see the armies of the other nations uh, and they, they hear of their victories uh, with the, the other nations have a king. Uh, so Israel sort of thinks naively that uh, if they were to have a king, uh, they'd, be, they'd have a stronger army and they'd be the greatest nation on earth. Uh, but Israel forgets that their strength does not come from the Lord. Uh, it doesn't come from themselves, it comes from God alone. Uh, who saves them from oppression. God sent the judges to rescue Israel uh, and God rescued Israel from Egypt. Uh, 1 Peter verse 9 uh, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Uh, We as Christians shouldn't want to be like the world uh, and the people around us that do not follow God. We are called to live lives that declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Uh, When it's 9am on a Monday morning, do you forget God? Uh, Do you forget his purpose for your life? When was the last time you tried to speak to a colleague or friends, family uh, about Jesus? Do Do they even know that you're a Christian? Do they see that your life is different? Uh, how do you fulfil the purpose and great commission God has given you? Uh, let us submit ourselves to God's purpose for your life. Uh, and last point, uh, Israel rejects God's rule. Uh, Israel's desire for a just ruler is not in and of itself a sin. In fact, it would be unwise for Israel to continue to have a corrupt leadership under Samuel's sons. A common occurrence in the Old Testament of the Bible is that under a wicked and corrupt rule, Israel quickly forgets God and becomes spiritually confused. They, they lose God and they sort of just go off and worship other idols. And it also appears in the book of Judges that without a king, everyone in Israel sort of did as they saw fit. So perhaps a king isn't such a bad idea. Uh, in fact, in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 17, verse 14, uh, a part of the Bible written by a man named Moses several hundred years before the events of uh, 1 Samuel 8, there are requirements for establishing a king. Uh, when you enter the, the land the Lord your God is giving you and taking possession of it and settled in it, and you say, let us set a king over us like all the nations around us, be sure to appoint over you a king the Lord your God chooses. And so... God has given them a command uh, for when they want a king of what to do. Uh, Israel, knowing this, they choose to disobey it. Uh, They choose to reject God's authority over their lives. Uh, They commit idolatry. They put themselves rather than God in the place where God ought to be uh, as king. The issue is their decision to appoint a king of their own choosing. Uh, They do not want God to choose the the king. Israel wants their own human king to replace uh, their existing king, which is God. Uh, In 1 Samuel 8, verse 7, after Samuel asked uh, of the Lord what to do, uh, the Lord says, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. Uh, It is not you that they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we too often are like Israel. Uh, We sometimes think that we can reject God uh, as king in our lives. Uh, We think that it's somehow acceptable. Uh, We try to put a band-aid on a bullet bullet wound and deceive ourselves. Uh, We think that that the problem is solved and our band-aid solution is sufficient, uh, which just makes the problem worse. Uh, We are totally dependent on God. 
Uh, we cannot save ourselves, uh, just as, is, as the Israelites couldn't save themselves from oppression. Uh, it is by the gift of salvation, freely given with love, uh, accepting it with faith uh, alone is sufficient. Uh, that we, through trusting in Jesus Christ, uh, we can be saved. He is the only sufficient solution. Jesus can perform the surgery that, to remove the bullet, to fix the problem, if we let him. Uh, but he demands to be king of our life. Why trust or submit to anything other than the good King Jesus? An imperfect human king takes and takes and takes and enslaves people. But Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. A king who instead of taking, gives everything for his people. A king who instead of enslaving us, releases us from slavery. Instead of a king who wins military battles, is a king who defeated the greatest enemy and freed us from the curse of sin. A good king who is king forever. Through his death and resurrection provides a means to be made right with God. How great is it to have such a wonderful and perfect king as the king of your life.